Welcome to episode 177 of Kapowcast. Woo! I am Mike, and joining me today is Jeff Jefferson. Greetings. No, Tony Vance. He is... In Florida. In Florida. Most people go to Florida for vacation. He goes there to fucking work. That's... Yeah. We're sorry, Tony. <laughs> we're so, so sorry. Come home, Tony. <laughs> we... This, this this show's a, a wreck without you. Yeah. We can't keep equipment working. Keep pouring soda all over it. I know. I was told if you pour soda on the soundboard, it makes things work better. Yeah. Well, third time's a charm, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, today, we will be reviewing... I don't know what I'm doing with my arm. <laughs> <laughs> we are lost without Tony. We will be reviewing uh, the DC animated film Batman. Hush. <laughs> you I, hush. Hush your mouth. I got some thoughts about this. Me too. Lots of thoughts. <laughs> That I will share later in the episode. That makes sense. It does. We like to keep them waiting. <laughs> First, there's some news. Jeff, you shared a trailer in our chat the other day. I did. The new Terminator Salvation. Uh, no. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. That's what it is. I'm losing track of how many. <laughs> there's only six. Is this the seventh? This is the ninth. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, four, five. This is the sixth. Oh my God. And there, so far there are two really good ones. One, all right one. So there's Terminator. Yeah. T2, Judgment Day. Terminator 3. three, Rise of the Machines? Or is that Salvation? Terminator 3 had the Lady Terminator in it. Yeah. And And I didn't think it was that bad. Then there was the weird uh, Christian Christian Bale Bale one where they had a human, a Terminator with a human heart, which made no sense whatsoever. And then there was, Salvation was the last one, wasn't it? No, that was Terminator Genesis where they tried to reboot it. That's right. They had the young Arnold and the old Arnold and mm-hmm. and now we're at Dark Fate. So I don't even know what's happening in these movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, can I mean... You ex- can you explain to me what's happening in these movies? Because I don't know. I don't know what's official canon, what's... I don't know if they're doing that weird thing where they're going to be like, what and two happened, but the rest of it's all bullshit. That's what they tried to do with uh, Terminator Genesis, and then it didn't perform well domestically. Although it performed pretty well in China, but they decided to just abandon that and do this one. That's the great thing about a time-traveling franchise. You can just keep rebooting it each time, and only the fans will suffer. I am <laughs> um, very... Uh, Leary? Yes. Well, I just... Here's the thing. And I think me and Tony had this conversation once, and unfortunately you weren't around. Uh, but there's, there seems to be this desire to continuously try to cash in on 90s properties, like 90s action movie properties. Mm -hmm. And those movies were such a product of their time that doing them now, and then they keep doing these sequels, they're almost diminishing those movies like Predator. Yeah. um, Terminator. Yeah, RoboCop. RoboCop, yep. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, they never did make a sequel to Total Recall, which kind of made me sad. But they did reboot it. They rebooted- Yeah, it was trash. Total Recall, and they rebooted- Wasn't there another one? Uh, There were plenty. Honestly, there was another- I mean, RoboCop. Uh- (laughs) But yeah, um, there was a, oh, Judge Dredd. Yeah. Judge Dredd. Tony that, loved Judge that was Dredd. The other one. A lot of people actually really like that one. I still prefer the original. I, uh, not that the remake was bad, but it was like, it was exactly like this action movie. Die Hard? <laughs> yeah, Die Hard. No, well, is that, wanna... that's kind of 80. Well, I guess it kind of like is 80s and bleeds into the 90s. This mm-hmm. Terminator was originally in the 80s too, so... You can even, when you get into that aspect of it, you can even lump like Rambo in there. Oh, yeah. Although um, I don't think there has been a bad Rambo movie. <laughs> no. Uh-uh, I love all of them. Even the one where he helps the Mujahideen defeat the Russians. Was that Rambo or Rocky? That was, <laughs> They teamed up for that one. That's what we're missing. Well, they have Creed, and there was uh, Rocky Balboa. They made that in the... Yeah. Two, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Do, do you think that, you know, they should just leave well enough alone and, and try to make more original films? I guess that's kind of... I mean, I guess it's not even just a problem with those properties. It's just a problem in general. But we could be opening a whole other can of worms there. Well, I like to think of the Terminator franchise as an abusive boyfriend that you just keep going back to. Do you think it's... <laughs> with, I mean... <laughs> yeah. 
To be honest, like most of the Terminator sequels aren't good at all. In fact, I mean, Terminator Three thought was okay. There, if it didn't have the if it didn't have the first two to live up to, it would have been a fine standalone movie, you know, like an action movie. Percentage wise, what is the average of good Terminators to bad Terminators? Let's see. The first two are great. Third one was so so. The fourth one was horrible. The fifth one wasn't bad, but it was pure fan service. And then this one, like the trailer, actually, I think it looks really interesting. I really like the action in it. Well, they got uh, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton yeah, back, which they I got thought her back. That's, that's she looks good. great. She's aged very gracefully. Arnie's back again, which is fine with me. There's this lady. And that, Edward Furl- Eddie Furlong's back. Oh, joy. <laughs> we'll see if he, uh, I think he was blacklisted from Hollywood because he got all into drugs and like he tried that's to. That's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to free some lobsters from a lobster tank in a supermarket. When which he, who hasn't? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't blame him for that. But uh, yeah, he doesn't look good either. Like, yeah, he looks like he's been hard living. I don't know. I think like, uh, I think I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> When did uh, when did uh, the other one come out? The last one was that like two three years ago? Uh, I think like five years ago was it like twenty fourteen. I lost track. Like it just it blows my mind. The other day, I, I after you sent that trailer, I thought about. it. I was like, there are so many fucking Terminator yeah, movies. Six. Like who would think there would be six Terminator movies? I don't know. Most of them have turned a profit. So that I mean, yeah, I mean they have to if they keep making them. Yeah, it's just such a. I mean, I understand, and I can easily understand why someone is like, why keep making Terminator movies? Most Predator, people, Alien. Yeah, there hasn't, like, I liked Predator 2. Most people don't. I thought it was awesome. But uh, all the rest of them were terrible. Yeah, I... I think the Terminator franchise has, like, just been okay enough to string me along to where I'm still down for a sequel. Just okay enough. Yeah, that's... Just like this show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just keep them stringing along. Just enough entertaining content. Just enough to where you're like, I'm, you know... Maybe this one will be better. Maybe it'll be better. <laughs> And it never is. But they they give you that hope or there's mm-hmm. something that catches you and you're like, well, maybe though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, I know you're like the, uh, and Tony too, like you guys are like super into like the 80s, 90s action. Hell yeah. Uh, 80s, 90s sci-fi action and horror, especially when they all blend together, which this one does. The Terminator franchise does perfectly. Speaking of horror, I meant to, I meant to bring this up last time, last week, but there was literally... Uh, so much going on that I, I didn't even I, it didn't even enter my mind. Um, they're actually making two sequels to the Halloween movie that came out uh, last year. The, the yeah, Jamie the Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Was yeah. it good? I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot better than the uh, Rob Zombie ones. <laughs> well, that's not saying much. I am the one exterminating. See, if they'd just been playing Dragula on repeat the entire time throughout the movies, I would have liked them better. Which is funny because, you know, that movie, it basically did what I was talking about with like the Terminator movies where they were just like, those other fucking movies don't matter. Yeah. Everything from like Halloween 2 on is all bullshit. So Buster Rhymes doesn't uh, fight Michael Myers canonically anymore? Nope. Not chronic, not, uh, it's not It's not canon. <laughs> That makes me a little sad. But uh, they're apparently going to be shooting the sequels back to back. Wow. For uh, October 2021 and October 2020 release, which is pretty, pretty big for, I'd say, for a horror film. Yeah. Um, the the second one, well, the I guess would be the first of the two, is going to be called Halloween Kills. <laughs> and the next one after that will be called Halloween Ends. All right. And then what will be the one after that? Halloween Rebooted. <laughs> Halloween Begins. Again. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I mean, I know some people didn't, didn't like it, um, but I thought it was, it was very entertaining. It was very cool to see like the lasting effects that Michael Myers or a person like that would have on somebody like, mm-hmm. a, like Lori, cause she's kind of like this shut in and she like has like her house is like super armored up. Did you see it? No. Oh yeah. Her house, like she has like, you know, crazy locks and shutters and stuff like, and she has like 
a basement with like all these weapons and like she just like because in this version he's still alive mm-hmm. and it's it's uh yeah it's pretty cool i enjoyed it i had a good time hell yeah i, I wasn't scared a lot but yeah i mean um i'm still waiting for them to make a sequel to halloween 3 season of the witch <laughs> i know that's your favorite <laughs> and and i can already hear it now i hear people saying you know i was just talking about how they should just let uh the 90s movies 80s movies franchises maybe rest and mm-hmm. i'm here talking about oh, i like that halloween <laughs> yeah, one yeah, yeah. I mean, I like original properties. It's pretty hard to make an original property. Anymore, yeah. If you come up with an idea that's original, chances are it'll be at least uh, on the surface very similar to a movie that's already been made. Mm -hmm. Because there are thousands and thousands of films out there now and people can only be so original. And not to mention like horror, like it's so hard to, because horror movies are so easy to make Mm -hmm. in a sense that you get so many of them. And that's why there's so many bad ones. Yes. Um, and it's the big market for horror movies is teenagers. So you want to make your horror movie PG 13. And I mean, it's possible to make a good PG 13 horror movie, but I prefer a slasher flick with like R rated and buckets of blood. And I don't know. Are you in it? You're in it for more of the, are you in it for more of the gore? Like, so are you into like the saw? No, I hate torture porn. I like (laughs) comedic gory horror movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th, one through eight, um, stuff like that. You know, even like Evil Dead, the original Evil oh my Dead God. one and two. Evil, oh my God. <laughs> Evil Dead is so good. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. They used two by fours and Vaseline when they didn't have a steady cam and they made like a giant like mine cart ride rig with like a bunch of lined up two by fours and with like a groove and Vaseline to slide the camera on. It's it's an amazing thing if you read about it. I every, they, call, they called it Vasocam, by the way. That's <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> uh, the uh, Evil Dead is like one of my go-to October. Oh, hell yeah. October films. And like, it never fails every time. Ooh, my voice just cracked. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, I'm going it's through changes. Man. I'm sorry. Getting hair in funny places. Um, but the part that always gets me every time, like when I watch that, when she takes the pencil and stabs it into his Achilles tendon. Yes. Oh my God. Every time I'm like, and <laughs> they just keep cutting back to it. Like, like Ooh. they cut away and come back. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, he knows how to get you. That's why I loved. Uh, that's why I loved Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, <laughs> that was a gratuitous film, it and was. it's PG thirteen. It is. I didn't realize Steph that. Steph hates it. <laughs> she absolutely hates it. Do you insist uh, that you watch it every Halloween? I do, and we never do. I, I usually end up watching it by myself. I'll watch it with you. Oh, thanks. I think it's one of the one of the best. Uh, Horror movies. Um, it's hilarious. Like the fire where the old lady has no teeth and oh. When the balm, yeah. balm fluid goes from her mouth. Oh. Into, oh. <laughs> Gross. Speaking of horror and, and, and stuff of that nature, mm-hmm. we also got a trailer this past week for Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Yes. Oh my God. It looks awesome. It does, doesn't it? It looks really good. I Here's the thing. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of like when it comes to comedies, sequels that happen 10 years, 10 years later, after. Yeah. Like, but this is the first time where I've, I've watched one. I'm like, you know what? I'm on board with that. I, yeah. Because it's just been so long and so overdue. Yeah, man. Um, And I do think it's funny that literally every character in the movie looks the exact same except Abigail Breslin. Yeah, who is now an adult. Who is now an adult. Which is crazy. It's weird. A kid from Little Miss Sunshine. I always forget that. <laughs> but, uh. And it looks like we get some more characters mm-hmm. in the film. Um, I'm super pumped about it. Like I told Steph, I was like, Zombieland was honestly, when that came out, like, especially for that year, like that was one of my favorite movies. Oh like, yeah. It was such a breath of fresh air. It really was. It's like taking, it was, you know, it essentially was the, the Shaun of the Dead of, 
America. Yeah. Like the the, U, the American version, basically. Exactly. Really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was not only, it was like a slice of life zombie horror action comedy. It was just a really weird like mishmash. And it worked. It worked great. Just he, right. It was just the right amount of everything. I mean, I even didn't hate Jesse Eisenberg in this film. And that's saying, saying a lot. Yes, because I hate him so much. But you like him as Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone else's, I found his portrayal to be amazing. Like I found out, I don't know if this is true, but I was reading like facts about the movie and they're like, Jesse Eisenberg took his inspiration for the character on uh, five different comic book villains, none of which were Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've seen that. I can see, I what was the Riddler? When yeah, was, the Joker, um, you know, just like everyone except for him. And I might as well, I don't mean to make this all about trailers and movies and stuff like that because we, we try to focus mostly on comics, but it's pop culture-esque show. Um, what, what do you think about the trailer for uh, Jane Silent Bob reboots? I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, I'm not really interested in watching it. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. He looks creepy. Uh, Which one? Kevin's, yeah, both of them. <laughs> but Kevin Smith looks creepy after he lost all that weight. Yeah. Like his eyes are bugging out of his head all the he time. He looks like a, like a pug that's just had a bath or <laughs> a chihuahua. Like, he does. <laughs> um, it, it's weird. Like um, there was a point in time where I was like a super Kevin Smith fan. Oh, yeah. It's called the teenage you're, years. You're, you're teenagers <laughs> in your yeah. early 20s. Yeah. Everybody goes through. Like, there I, was, still, I mean, I still love Mallrats. And I love Mallrats. Clerks the Animated Series is one of the greatest things to grace humankind. So ahead of its time. It really was. Um, I don't know why I was reaching towards you. <laughs> I want you to reach, reach out. out. <laughs> but uh, and like even like, yeah, like in my 20s, like it's just you kind of identify with that like lost in life, don't know what you're doing mentality that a lot of his movies tend to have. Yeah. Kind of doesn't make you feel so bad for being like a schlubby fuck. Yeah. Correct. Um, and there was even a point in time where like I was looking, I wanted to buy, I was like, I'm going to buy all the movie posters. And like, I was like super like loved it. And then I don't know at what point, like I just kind of like started falling out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, even to the point where like, uh, like I just kind of was, I kind of started looking at him like, like ever since his heart attack, I'm like, you kind of like just ride, like whatever, like big thing you can ride, you just kind of ride that into the ground. Yeah. Like until you, you have to, until something else comes along. Yep. Um, cause like with his heart attack, he, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like that's a huge thing. Like I'm not, yeah, heart attacks are bad. That's, that's, that's a big <laughs> thing. Like I would say like, it's a life changing event having a heart attack. It seems like he literally brings it up in like every interview or yeah. everything he has. He always brings it up. He always talks about it. And I know Cody listens to his podcast a lot and he said, all it is is like, him and whoever just like smoking weed and like uh, he gets like uber emotional about things all the time. Uh, <laughs> but like I watched the trailer and I was like, there's that there's still that part of me that like enjoys his past work. That's like, I kind of want to see it. But yeah. also there's another part of me that's like, but do I really want to see all the same stuff again? I mean, I can tell you the exact moment where I fell off the wagon. On was it Clerks 2? It was Clerks 2. You guys I, did immediately. I liked Clerks 2. I did not at all. No? No. He, he's always been really hit and miss for me though. Cause like, you know, there's. Chasing Amy and uh, I mean I loved Clerks I loved Mallrats I still do I think I haven't seen Mallrats in forever but I really I liked uh, Chasing Amy a lot Did you like I did You're one of the few I know like at the time I mean I mean it has great parts Don't get me wrong That's the thing Kevin Smith is really good at writing a dialogue scene He is it's stringing them together into a coherent a film Yes for sure um, Like he's a really good writer Not so sure about being a really good director but he is hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I mean, if you ever watch any of his Evening West, like some of the shit. Oh yeah, like <laughs> he's a fucking he's a fucking nutball. He's fucking talking about getting hemorrhoids from using his laptop on the toilet for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't, dude? I yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been in that boat before. Um, but I mean, so I don't know. I may like part of me is like maybe I just do go see it. Like why not? 
but I mean, it's a part of me, like my bar is set very low. <laughs> if my friends invited me to go watch it, I'd watch it, but I'm not going to go out to see it by myself. Like, or, you know, I'm not going to initiate watching it is what I'm saying. Right. So, right. Like, it's not something you're going to like, it's not happening. make time yeah. to see. It was something that if it comes up, you're just going to uh, run to it. But uh, even like some of the, like I haven't seen some of his past movies that he's done, like uh, yoga hosers. I or, heard that was really bad. Uh, Tusk. I heard that was good. John Bruski liked it. Um, I did see red state. How was that? I thought that was actually pretty, it's a little long winded. Like yeah. there's literally a scene where a guy's like, he is, it's like a 20 minute thing of dialogue. That sounds like a Kevin yeah, Smith movie. <laughs> it does. And I was just like, this seems really long. And it gets really weird because like the rapture happens and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was his big horror movie that he had done. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, um, the last of his films that I saw was Zach and Mary make a porno and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I did too. Like I didn't like some people were like, oh, it's a Kevin Smith film trying to be a Judd Apatow film. Well, was that bad? I mean, and I'm like, <laughs> well, Judd Apatow films, like you can say Judd Apatow films are trying to be Kevin Smith films because yeah. say what you will, Kevin Smith was like, I don't want to say he he brought the crude humor to companies, but he turned it up to another level. He did. He like almost invented people, his own genre. Yeah. Like having people fuck dead people in bathrooms and talking about <laughs> snowballs and yeah. f- uh, finger cuffs. Yeah. And just like all that other. Fucking uh, stink palming. Yeah, stink palming. <laughs> um, Suddenly got diphtheria. He and Michael Rooker diphtheria in a movie. <laughs> Uh, or the um, the Donkey Show and Clerks too. Yeah, yeah, that sure was a thing. <laughs> See, I, I liked Clerks too. <laughs> I actually saw. I, I don't know if it was because uh, at that point in time I was I was uh, in still a Donkey in like, Show. Yeah, I was in a Donkey Show in <laughs> Vegas. Actually, no, me and Cody actually went and seen that a Donkey Show. Did we see Clerks? T- we saw Clerks too, either in Vegas or Florida. Wow, one of the two. But it was when I was. Uh, I want to say it was Florida. The more the more I think about it, uh, but. I remember because like I was working at I was still working at the movie theater and like I was at this point I was probably in like my almost mid 20s and I just felt like one of the most lost individuals like I didn't know Mm. what the fuck I was doing with my life I was like you know 20 something still working at a theater and I would continue to work there for another like four or five years (laughs) Um, and then just seeing like there was moments in Clerks 2 where I was like I get that I get that feeling that uh, but in in Clerks 2 they're like in their they're 33 and Mm -hmm. um, actually they both look gross they do (laughs) they're not movie stars yeah but um I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, I'll probably check it out. I don't know if it's going to have like a wide release. Like I can't remember the last one of his movies that had like a wide release. Zach and Mary, I'm assuming. Cause he was, uh, it was either that or cop out. Oh, I that forgot Bruce about Willis, Tracy out. Morgan. Yeah. yeah. That didn't look very good. I don't like Tracy Morgan. No, no. Although he was great as Woodrow, the home crazy homeless person in uh Saturday night. What about Live? the Brian Fallow. Who's that? Uh, or I think was that his name with the like really effeminate safari guy he played that would have like, <laughs> Okay, I like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you sold me on him. <laughs> Make a doo-doo pie. Take a doo-doo pie. I love you. Well, that seems as good as time as any to get into Hush. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of doo-doo, doo-doo pies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our review. Hush. Give it one doo-doo pie out of one. So- Way back in like the beginning of the year, me and Tony did an episode where we kind of made our, our like big wish list of DC animated films that they should do. And like at the, one of the tops of my list, I'm pretty sure it was Hush. Yeah. Unless they'd already uh, announced it, which at this point, this story is completely moot. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> but for the longest time, it was like my my number one, hey, please do this. Yeah, man. Type of thing. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. They took out some key elements yes. of the story that I just and added stuff in. And I just, I don't, I don't as know. As soon as I saw the movie length at an hour and 20 minutes, I was like, okay, if to make a good hush movie, it probably need to be about two hours long mm-hmm. because there's a lot of plot exposition to there go through. There is. Cause there's a lot of flashbacks with him and Tommy mm-hmm. and that was none of that. And all you have to do is just cut all that up. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
and you just get this very underdeveloped character yeah, in Thomas Elliot that yeah. just kind of shows up and Bruce is like, oh yeah, we were friends. And it's almost like they could have, well, you could have cut him out completely. Yeah, you might like, as well have cut him out of the entire unless film. Unless they, you know, they just wanted to go for the shock value that, spoiler alert, uh, it, it isn't him in the end. Yeah. Which I don't even want to get into that just yet, but we will. <laughs> um, that was like one of the first things I noticed. I was like, why they they cut out this entire story? Like, yeah. And they they added in like this weird intro beginning part of Bruce Wayne at a party and he sees Selena Kyle and that's yeah. when he runs into Tommy and then he gets the call and then he starts to go to the um to rescue the kid for the ransom unlike the hush book where it pretty much just picks up right which would have been a much better right beginning, there i think and for whatever reason they swapped killer croc out with bane who had a horrible voice actor yeah where's my money like the joker voice actor oh, oh my god don't even, all the voice acting in this was really bad i felt like i thought everyone's voice acting seemed really flat the the guy that they have that does batman in these movies yeah he's done them since justice league war i i've I, th- I think it was watching this finally where I finally was 100% like, yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> like, I've always been like, oh, he's just not like, no, I don't like him. And like, there's I mean, no difference between his Bruce Wayne no, and his Batman. There isn't. Which it just baffles my mind. It's like the same. And it's very, like you said, it's very flat. It's very yeah. monotone. Like, during, <laughs> Selena, what do you got to do? Like, I understand. Like, <laughs> I'm you're hoping try- we meet together soon. Yeah. Like, there's know? no emotion. I don't know if that's done on purpose. If they think that you know, was, that's the character, like but, you know, emotionally stunted. I don't know what they're going for exactly. Yeah, like there. it just, it, it, I don't know. It just, ah, fuck. There was no voice acting that I enjoyed in this film. Everyone just seemed like they just, I don't know. Like the guy they picked to play Jim Gordon, he sounded really young. He did. He, oh my god, thank you. I thought the same thing. He started talking. He sounded younger than Batman. And I'm like, why does he sound so young? And then yeah, like Bane's South American accent is the worst thing I ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, not. No, it was. It was the worst thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. And I one time heard a horrific industrial accident. Ugh. No, not really. But uh, yeah, I didn't like Poison Ivy's voice. What about Catwoman's? Eh, it was all right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Like that didn't, um, the Riddler, I mean, it was all right. Uh, didn't like, um, Harley Quinn's voice actor. I see. I didn't, I liked hers. Yeah. I, I did. I didn't mind it so much. Like there was a moment where she started talking at first. I'm like, is that the original voice actress? Yeah. That's the and thing the more she talked, I was like, oh, okay. No, like, like it's okay. It's, it's a different one, but it, they, they captured the, uh, essence of her pretty well. I thought. Yeah. I'd say so. The Joker was horrible. The Joker was really the, bad. That's probably the worst Joker voice actor I've ever heard. I, I agree. Like when I first heard him talk, I was like, it was very grating. What yeah. The fuck? <laughs> I, I did not that, like that Joker at all. And I know not everybody's going to be Mark Hamill, but there have been better other oh, yeah. Joker voice actors. Like, you don't have to impersonate Mark Hamill. To and that's be, what it kind of sounds like yeah. everybody does now. Yeah, it does. Instead of, like, doing something different with it. And I'll give this guy kudos. He did try something different. Like, this had a, this Joker had a lower-pitched voice. The he, laugh, was, he was less shrieky. The laugh was, it was more of a chuckle almost. Yeah, it, it sounded like when someone is acting like they're laughing. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounded like. I, like, yeah, I did feel like that the voice work was not good in this. No. Um, and... Like, you know, so some of the key stuff that they cut out, like we already talked about, they cut out the whole Thomas Elliot. Yeah. That whole subplot story. made no sense to this film. It just seemed weird and cobbled on. Mm-hmm. They add, they like switched and added characters left and right for no discernible reason. They, uh, they completely added that scarecrow scene. In. Yeah. Why was the scarecrow in this movie? It was so weird. Also, I didn't like his character design. Them. He just comes out with a scythe, just trying to kill Nightwing and uh Catwoman for, you know, I guess because Hush like blackmailed him or something. And yeah. And then uh, they completely also cut out the Hush's Jason Todd, yeah, Tim Drake stuff, and and that's what and Batgirl shows in up for like like five minutes, yep, like and she even showed even. up for like thirty seconds just to explain a plot point that doesn't come until the end of the movie. And I was like, okay, I was like, well, Batgirls, and I was like, maybe because for some reason, oh, and Batgirl's voice actor wasn't very good either. For some reason, they it, it almost seems like they've completely decided to like erase Tim Drake from history. Yeah, <laughs> like it's weird. Like everyone's like, oh, Nightwing, and then Red Hood, and and then Damien. Yeah, and Tim Drake doesn't fit in anywhere. No, nope. in this. 
but they cut out like that whole thing of like him kidnapping Tim Drake and calling him imposter and mm-hmm. all that cool stuff. And like Batman, like finding his like grave dug up and, yep. you know, the interaction between uh, Batman and Damien, I did enjoy though. The, when he oh, was, he was getting, yeah. him, he was getting to make sure to wear protection. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did laugh at that actually. I thought did that he, was pretty did he funny. say harlot? I think he said he harlot. Did, he did. And Batman was like harlot. <laughs> He's like, you're not very good at your slang. Are you? <laughs> That part I enjoyed. I enjoyed that the that they brought back um, Harley's hyenas, mm-hmm. and this time they were called Larry Moe and Shemp. I enjoyed that it was Shemp and not Curly. And they cut out uh, from the book. They cut out the Rachel Ghoul. Yep, stuff. They totally did. They uh, touched on the Lazarus Pit, but for whatever reason, I mean, which I is guess- weird because this is all part of like the whole Justice League War timeline, mm-hmm. and like they've never touched on Rachel Ghoul. They have. Oh, did they? They did in one of the uh, the first one with Damien. Oh, that's they right. Did, yeah, they totally did. That's right. And um, that's another movie I tried to forget. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie just seemed like a jumbled mess because they kept trying. It felt like the wiki notes version of Hush, except for they cut out a lot of really yeah. important plot points that made it a more enjoyable read. And here's the thing. Like, I can hear people now saying, well, why would you want a direct adaptation? It wouldn't be any surprises. I'm like, but they've done it before. Yeah. They did it with Killing Joke yep. for the most part. Yeah. Minus that. Whole, minus the first uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. But they did. And they did it with Dark Knight Returns. And it was amazing. And it was amazing. Like, I mean, if you're going to change stuff. This isn't like the changes that they made weren't like, you know, they didn't break the movie. It was what they omitted that, that made the really, movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, and also a big thing that's missing from this is really good art. This movie is just a nut, like all the other Batman solo movies. And that's part of my, another part of my gripes with this movie. And I said it from day one when they announced, like started announcing the voice cast. And I realized that it was going to be part of that Justice League War continuity. Yeah. That was the biggest mistake that they made. I was like, why are you doing that? Like, just let the movie be the movie. Like yeah. they have plenty of cool solo Batman movies. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman crossover. You and know, they made was, that a solo movie and it was great. There's another one too. Oh, well, um, it's a Dark Knight Returns, of course. Well, yeah, there was that. But like, there was another one recently because they were announcing that they were doing, that they were releasing all these movies. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Why is this one part of the continuity? But this one isn't like you could easily swap these out like yeah i don't understand either and then the part with superman was really underwhelming too Mm -hmm. like it was really cool and like tense and impactful in the uh, comic and in this year's like yeah he's there for like 10 minutes like i don't know if it's because in the comic it just if it just works better as a comic it might be visually it's just seeing it in motion it it does make people feel like they're shortchanged well i mean like this had a lot of action and really like, you know, the comic had a lot of really good action, a lot of really good panels, you know. But I mean, they've done stuff with this style of animation that had really good action. Like, Justice League War had really yeah. cool fight scenes that I enjoyed immensely. And this just, none of the action really got me that excited. And like yeah. the twists and turns that they took in it. They spent a lot of extra time on the Batman Catwoman yeah. aspect of it. Which I didn't give a shit about. Um, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like that's a, that's a that is a part in the story. Yeah. And one of the things I love in the story, in the book, is... So in it, you know, Thomas Elliot, he's hush. He knows Batman's Bruce Wayne and he knows like all kind of these personal ways to get at him. Mm -hmm. Hence the Jason Todd stuff. And I mean, granted, you know, Riddler's the one kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. But then at the end of the book, like there's a moment with Batman and Catwoman and Catwoman says something and then she says hush. Mm -hmm. And then Batman kind of pulls her away. He's like, why did you say that? You know, and Uh he's like, he's like, what are you? And then like, he just kind of walks away because he's like, oh, was she, was she being manipulated to fall for him to make him, you know, there's something interesting there. And the way they do it in this is just. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's, I, I like the comic book. Baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, really. Like, I was just, I was very let down. And I noticed some people, they look at Hush as like, oh, that was just a reason for Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee to kind of play with every Batman character. Yeah. Like, they don't look at it as like. Is that a bad thing? A, a true Batman, like, great story. To me, like, I have a very personal love for that book just because it was one of the first books I bought when I was getting back into comics. Mm-hmm. And it really, like, the art, just everything about it. 
it was my first dealing with like seeing like uh it's gonna sound weird, like a mature Jim Lee. Yeah. Like I was familiar with his 90s stuff of seeing it like done in more modern times than like it just it it had it resonated with me. So I have a very personal connection with that book. And then seeing it in this, it just it there was just it just felt flat. Yeah. Like the color palette in the movie, like the action, like the voice acting, like everything just yeah. Subpar. felt flat. Didn't yeah. I didn't care for it either. Like I mean, I enjoyed Hush quite a bit. I'm not, you know, as huge a fan as you are, but mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. Great action, amazing art. I lent that book to so many people. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> and I, I like read right through it. Like people say it's not a great plot, but they don't understand. Like the plot keeps you engaged from beginning to end and it actually makes sense. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to do when you have 207 characters and it's a mystery that keeps twisting and turning until finally. Like this is one of the few times, that, you know, one of the few Jeff Loeb stories I really enjoy. The, uh, and they, you know, in the movie, they try to do the clay face bait and switch in a different aspect Yeah, where, cause it's at the end where Batman is interrogating Riddler in the book and you find out Riddler was kind of masterminding this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, but in the movie they swap it out for in that moment, Batman discovers that it's not Riddler, but it's Clayface being controlled by Riddler. Um, with like a little, yeah. little, little dealy. So there's this like weird, microchip. there's this action scene with Riddler or with, a. Uh, Clayface. Clayface looks pretty good, actually. He did. Yeah. It's hard to mess up Clayface. It really is. And then, you know, we we might as well not beat around the bush. Um, So in the book, you find out Thomas Elliott, Batman's old friend from his childhood, is hush. It's not the case in this. No. Like, even even in the book, like, he, like, fakes his death and stuff like that. And you keep expecting that in this. And nope, he just fucking died. Yeah. And then then the Riddler dug him up and swung him on a rope like a Halloween decoration. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, that just didn't play into the movie after that. And like, oh, Riddler's a dick. Because I haven't read Hush in a little bit, but if I do remember correctly, there was something with with Riddler having like a kind of brain tumor or something like that. Yeah. And in the movie, like he can't heal him. So he ends up going to the Lazarus pit. Yeah. And then he goes crazy and he has like a question mark scar on his head. Yeah. So was a question mark scar, was that from the brain surgery or that he had? uh, Is that like a dick move you do? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, Riddler, I'll perform this brain surgery. (laughs) 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 Some fucking world renowned brain surgeon. Holy shit. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, to me, like, I get what they were going for. Yeah. I don't think they did the Riddler's character justice in this. They made him like a crazy, petty psycho. Yeah. After having him be this crazy mastermind, you know, this mastermind that outwitted Batman, figured out he's Bruce Wayne. And then he just is like, eh, shut up. You know, like. <laughs> well, Batman does that whole, like, you'll be nothing but a one note. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I did enjoy that. And then, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they fucking kill the Riddler. Yes, they, they sure did. Drop him in a burning pit. Like, um, oh, shit. And that leads to the whole, like, because uh, he's, you know, Batman has him by the line and Selena's like, screw this shit. Yeah. I believe the exact words. <laughs> and she, you know, cuts the line and Riddler falls and dies. They get out of there. And, she, and Batman is just like, you know, you didn't have to die. <laughs> and uh, and this is the point where Catwoman realizes that Batman's crazy. Yes. <laughs> she says, you have a compulsion. It's crazy. And then she like walks away from him and I'm like, that's I just, uh, yeah, it's just, it doesn't I, have I any thought it would have been Batman walking away from her because she killed uh, mm-hmm. Riddler, but no, it was the other way around. And uh, don't get me wrong. That dynamic would work someplace. Yeah. I just didn't want it in this. I feel like there was so much changed that they lost what made it enjoyable. Yeah. It didn't feel like the same story at all. Um, yeah. So I was, I mean, if you can't tell, <laughs> a little disappointed by this, yeah. you know, um, was not the biggest fan. And it, what was weird too, to me is like, so it, it takes place in that justice league war, DC animated new 52 ish type world. Even though like, well now, ba- you know, Batman was relatively new at this, but he has this gigantic rogues gallery already yeah. developed. But like they, and this, this just goes back to like how I think they should have just made this its own standalone, not connected to anything. Yeah. They like went in and like, they tried to like, well, okay, well we, if we're doing it, we got to make it fit the hush world. We got to make it like kind of look a little bit. Yeah. So we got to give Batman a new costume and, 
and this and that. And it's like, you didn't have to do that if you just would have been like, no, we're making Hush and we're going to make it, you know, not connected to those other films. We're just going to make it as a standalone film yeah. like they did with like Gotham Knight or yeah. not, uh, Gotham Knight, Gotham by Gaslight. Gotham by Gaslight, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. And I, I had my I had my reservations when I realized they were doing this because in my opinion of those films, because there was Justice League War, Throne of Atlantis. Uh, Justice League Dark, Teen Titans versus Justice League, uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract, and then the other Batman ones. Like of those, and the, and the Reign of Superman, Death of Superman, Reign of yeah. Superman, which is another one that they needlessly cobbled together, into shoehorned this, yeah. into that universe. Um, but to me, like you know, it, my opinion hasn't changed with this movie. The Batman stories are the weakest ones I in agree. all of these. That's exactly how I because felt. it's just like I mean, with Hush, they just keep keep trying to cobble together all these storylines and, and fit them into an hour and a half instead of just either a doing their own story or B just doing a single story. Yeah. Everything. <sighs> like you said, <laughs> couldn't agree more. And everything felt rushed in this. There's not, I mean, it was already a complicated story on its own and then they're trying to put new elements into it. So they make cuts to the original that in my opinion were essential to making it an enjoyable and fully fleshed out story. Yes. Cause that's one of the things that makes hush so uh, interesting to begin with is because he has that background with Bruce Wayne with Batman. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the things. Like that's like a to me that was like a that's like a very important part of his character. Yeah. And they were just like ah fuck it yeah fuck it we're just making it's the it's the Riddler <laughs> like, skip the middleman yeah it, it, that's exactly what, what they, they did they literally skip the middleman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just was not for me. Um, like the biggest things that, you know, the interesting twist and turns in the story that they tried to streamline. Just had me more or less rolling my eyes. It was more confusing. Yeah. And then the fact that the art is just like every other, you know, like it's a Justice League War animation, which I, doesn't lend itself all to this. I, I I find myself like really starting to miss when they just made these films just as like standalones. Me too. Like they weren't all always connected. Yeah, um, making everything in its weird little New 52 universe is really getting old for me. Especially when the New 52 has been done for, for like a, a while, few years yeah. now. <laughs> like they're still kind of hanging on to it. And it's like, and now they're coming out with, um, there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie coming out. Uh, what's it called? Bloodlines, I think. Uh-huh. Something like that. And it looks like it's going to be in that New 52-esque uh, continuity. Meh. Um, but yeah, I'm... Mm. <laughs> I pray to God they, you know, we just talked about last week how they're doing Red Sun. I pray to God they don't try to find a way to shoehorn that into this universe. There's like, no way. <laughs> we're like somehow there's a time displacement and stuff. Oh gets God, that. shut up. Now that you found a way, God damn it. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like if I had never read Hush and I watched this, I would have just said, eh. That, and, I, and I try to look at stuff that way. Like I still think it was a convoluted mess. Yeah. Like more confusing than it needed to be. Even when I went and saw, um, the live action Lion King. Yeah. Like I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, try not to compare it to the original. Like you got to try to watch this with new but eyes. It's, you can't, it's so hard when you already have a, a predisclosed mm-hmm. opinion and reference like that. Like, so I was trying to watch Hush. I'm trying to watch it as like, okay, well watch it as a movie. Not. Try not to think of the comic, but there, there's so much. Damn it. There's so much missing and so much added at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I feel hurt. <laughs> I feel genuinely hurt. Yeah, it sucks when one of your, you know, prized favorite comic book stories doesn't get the treatment that you wanted. That's how I felt with, uh, yep, Reign of the Superman. I was gonna say you yeah. can relate with, with Superman, but like it's even worse for you because Hush was, you know, you think it'd be treated with more respect, being one of the big Batman stories, more current ones, yeah, yeah. Or at least one of the more, you know, one of the more famous ones. I wanted to get, I wanted it to have that uh, Dark Knight Returns year one sort of treatment that those films got from comic to, and even to an extent, Killing Joke minus that. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just fast forward for 15 minutes. You know, uh, I just, I wanted to have that treatment and they just kind of, I don't want to, they didn't shit all over it. They just, 
they made it feel like everything else. Yeah, they definitely dropped the ball. Um, I, I, I don't know if we've ever talked so uh, negatively <laughs> about a DC animated film. Um, Batman, Bad Blood, I think we should all That over. might be, that might be like the set. Yeah, that might be. And that's another one, you know, that Bad Blood that they. They cobbled together like three different stories. Yeah, they cobbled together yeah. like three different stories. And it just made no sense. And they could have just done one of those stories. And it would have made a lot more sense. Hell, do do like a trilogy or, or two movies. Yeah, like, like Hush could have used a part one and part two even, or at least a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even had a montage in it of Batman, Batman and Catwoman. Fight. Oh like, my oh. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> what an eye roller. Like that a was... montage that was like an hour into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's 20 minutes left in the film. They really tried to drive home that Batman Catwoman yeah. relationship, which they didn't need to do that in the book. No. Like in the book, the way it was written and done, like you knew that there was something, that there was a relationship going. They didn't have to beat you over the head with it and say, hey, here's a montage of them yeah. uh, doing this or that. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm interested to know what Tony's thoughts were on this. Yeah, I wonder how he felt. I think he probably didn't like it. He might have liked that the Riddler was actually the main villain at the end. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know. Like, I but feel I, like Tony could go either way. Like, he might like it, but he also might not like it because I feel like they kind of did a disservice to Riddler I think a little they bit did in this. Too. Like, they just made him seem like a little bitch. They did. Like, the Riddler is a very cerebral villain. The character that he turns out to be at the end didn't seem like a mastermind at all. He just, like, you know, I don't know. I felt he wasn't given a good treatment. Mm-hmm. And he had a weird scar on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a giant birthmark or like a big penis vein on his head or something. <laughs> well, I think now has come to the, the, the part of the show where we do our rating systems. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, I, I think you're, you go first. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say so, so really is the best uh, descriptive word I would use for this. It's, the voice acting wasn't very good. The animation does nothing to compare to the amazing art of the comic. The character development makes no sense. The plot twists and turns are really weird and meandering. And like there's characters in the movie that don't even need to be in the movie. Plenty of them. And it just voice jumps. Acting. Yeah, the voice acting. Is, ugh, it just jumps all over the place. It takes everything I did. You know, I took all the criticisms of the Hush comic and kept those while omitting a lot of the things that made the Hush comic amazing. Mm. Like, like it, it just totally picked up the wrong things from it in my yeah. opinion it's like yeah it's it's like somebody like you said doing a clip notes version but missing the point of yeah everything <laughs> it was like a bad essay of it or someone just missing the mark if, if somebody did an essay of hush and they weren't really paying attention and they weren't really paying attention <laughs> like the book and they cut out like all the time he's thomas elliott stuff and cut out that he was hush yeah but just were like you know riddler was behind hush uh, sort of thing, just painting a very vague picture yeah. of the it, book. It's almost like someone, like someone read the cliff notes of a story and then they're like, okay, tell me, tell me what happens in this story, but they don't actually research it properly. They just read the blurb on it and this is what they came up with. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel like the people that made this understood what made Hush good. Yes, I agree. So I agree. And while it's not the worst Batman movie, I'd say Bad Blood was probably the worst. I agree. This one takes a close second and yeah, I'd probably give it... 4.5 dead people swinging like a Halloween decoration out of 10. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with every sentiment. Um, like, I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said the voice acting was flat because that's how everything feels in the movie. Everything feels flat. <laughs> it does. Um, they just missed the mark. I didn't get that. And, and maybe part of it is because like, like you said, the book, it just, one of the things that grips you is the art, the, mm-hmm. the imagery. And maybe, maybe if Hush was drawn by somebody else, maybe it wouldn't be, you know, as beloved by people as it, as it is, um, saying, not saying like the vision distracts from the writing, but it definitely helps. Yeah. The, uh, 
It's definitely the, that's the thing that most people remember when it comes to Hush is the amazing art. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I never once thought that they could emulate like that much <laughs> detail no. in art. Without in spending animation. like $400 million. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, and I just think that this was the wrong setting for this to take place. There's no reason. I feel, yeah. I feel like uh, whatever his name is that plays Batman, I, I want to get a name here so I can. Oh. Oh, it was Kevin Conroy the whole time. He just really changed it up. <laughs> he just had a cold. Jason O'Mara. Omar. I don't know. M A R A. That dude. Dude, I'm done with it. Like, like yeah. I don't want him as Batman anymore. And the other thing too is we we've been very uh, critical in the past about the way the animation stuff in this looks, and I still don't like it. Yeah, the faces still look really fucking weird. I agree to me. Like the the noses are like half of their face. <laughs> Looks like the PBS logo. Yeah, it's just it's so hard for me sometimes to like it's it's distracting to me sometimes when I see like Batman with his mask off and I'm like, why the fuck is his nose like a third of his face? It kind of reminds me of the animation in The Batman. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and it's the same thing with like you know Nightwing, and it's just like the proportions in the face and head region look very weird to yeah. me. They always have you ever since Justice League War. It's always been one of my biggest gripes, and for some reason in here once again because you're comparing it. To the book, yep. the art is just... It clashes. It makes it even more distracting and hard to like <laughs> look at. And I was also a little bit bummed they took out the part two where like Batman and Nightman go to leave and they're like, let's take... He's like, let's take the card. And he's like, which one? You get that great uh, two-page spread of like Fuck all the different yeah. Batmobiles. <laughs> they got the 89 in there. There's the Batman Forever ones in there, I believe. Yep. And like, I'm a, it was just like a really cool nod. But um, I would have to give this movie uh, also like four and a half out of 10 on-the-nose medical scars. <laughs> Seriously, how do you even make a scar like that? I don't know. Was he a fucking grapefruit spoon? <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, in what way would he have to cut? Or did like Riddler go in and like, listen, if you're gonna do this, can we just do it in a question mark? Do it in shape? a question mark because right, I it's think, gonna look fucked up. I think it'll look really cool when it heals. <laughs> you want me to put like the, the dot at the bottom and everything? All right. No, I mean, no, don't put it at the bottom. Put it at the side a little bit because it, it was like it was like. Whoop, yeah. whoop. They tried to make it look like, you know, you're looking at it like, oh, it's a question. Oh, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just supposed to kind of look like a question. Mark. Let's move the dot over here. Um, yeah, I would really, yeah, I really, really want to know uh, what kind of fucked up tumor that was. Yeah, it was a question mark. <laughs> it's a question mark shaped tumor. <laughs> I really want to know what uh, Tony's opinion is on this one when he gets back. Uh, but yeah, I think that will, uh, that'll about do it for this show. Hell yeah. Uh, DC animation. Um, step up your game. Step up your game a little bit. Like, you know. Stop making these fucking new 52 movies. Or if you're going to do them, at least do storylines that took place in the new 52. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing, like, this one didn't even involve any other new 52, like, Justice League characters except for Superman, and then they shoehorned in Lex. Lex wasn't in Hush, right? In the comic? I don't think so. I don't remember him being in it. Amanda Waller definitely wasn't in it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's so weird because it's new 52 Amanda Waller, but they have CCH Pounder yeah. playing her, so she still sounds like the old Amanda Waller. So you're still picturing like the fat, yeah. the fat lady version? Yeah, man, the dummy thick Amanda Waller. She looked like a thumb. <laughs> she looked like a toe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, so uh, that's Batman Hush, the animated film. Uh, if you've watched it, let us know what you think. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Maybe we're being overcritical. Never. But I don't think that's ever been a, a problem in this show. I think we've always been very fair in our ratings. Of course we have. I, I, I try my best. I'd say we all try our best. Um, yeah. So, uh, that about does it for this show. Be sure to check out the show every week on the pod bros podcasting network. where you can find our show and tons of other great shows. We also have a YouTube channel where we have unboxings, toy hunt videos and toy reviews. And also our show is on YouTube as well. You can check that out. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button and click the bell notification <laughs> to get notified. Every time we post a new video, you get a little notification on your phone. Also, thank you to all our Patreons. 
Charlie Robbins, Jeremy Brown, Janelle Kozlowski, and Angel Doty for your continued support. And if you'd like to support the show, go on, head on over to Patreon and we can uh, get your money. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It'll help keep this show afloat as far as paying for things. Hell yeah. That shit ain't cheap. It's It's Tony. It's really not. And that's what people don't understand is like, this isn't like we're asking you to uh, um, pay us so we have money to spend on other things. Like it's literally goes into the show hole. It goes into the show so we don't have to use our personal money that we also need to use to pay our other bills. It makes living a little less Stressful. Yes. <laughs> Makes For life sure. slightly less of a living hell. Um, also, we have shirts available, speaking of money, on tpublic.com, where you can get tons of other great shirts. We, uh, I believe we, this is, well, you would have missed your chance to get the Spider-Man themed shirt, <laughs> but I'm sure we have something else c- cooking in the wings. Cuck cooking? Cuck cooking. <laughs> Cuck cooking. <laughs> very, very, uh, very shortly here. Uh <laughs> Uh, I think that's the first, is that the first time we've used cuck on this podcast? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. I think Tony probably called someone a cuck at some point. For sure. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget, uh, we don't, we do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I just had a seizure. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's got a question mark shaped tumor. <laughs> oh um, no. We have, uh, tons of great affiliate links such as Toink. Twink, yes. Not Twink, Twink. Not Twink. Twink.com, Entertainment Earth, and also Amazon.com. Um, if you, you know, do your Amazon shopping through that, it doesn't cost you a thing. It, it literally, a yeah. If it's just something like, oh crap, you know, I got to get grandma a gift. Just <laughs> click the link and get her a gift. Like it's going to, you're going to pay the same amount. It's just Hell a little yeah. bit of that is actually going to go in our pockets. And once again, helping keep our bills paid for the show. Which are mounting. Bandwidth, internet bandwidth. People don't know that costs a lot. Yeah. To keep lot. sites open and stuff like that. People just... <laughs> He's slapping his ball sack <laughs> on the microphone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I slapped it too hard. Also, do, do <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. Oh, no. Oh, also don't do. Don't, 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 don't forget. You can find our show over on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are listened to. Like 45% of the show on iHeartRadio. And closing. Yep, yep. Uh, is they there just an, don't like our later work, I guess. No, no, they don't. <laughs> uh, I think I got all the plugs. I think that's all the hair plugs. I think I got all of them. Hell yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Tony, if I miss one, feel free to edit one of the ones from the other shows in. <laughs> It'll go smoothly. Yep. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff, King of the Monsters. And, uh, fuck, I always forget The Jester of Mischief? The Jester of Nonsense. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.